1: This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioca, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka
2: Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioca and we are talking savings, investments, and your retirement. As always on the Max Out Savings Show, our motto and our philosophy is... Save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. Save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's why we started show at the show, because there was a saving crisis in the United States about 10 years ago. It's not gotten much better. And uh, we felt the importance and the need to talk about that and and, and, to, and to help people build up their savings and investments. And since then, uh, you know, people have started to save more money in their 401K plans. Things are getting better. The economy is getting better. And... Uh, and so things are going well. Although this week, incredibly volatile week in in the stock market, uh, uh, and you know this is something we have been talking about for a while on the show. We we've, we've been talking about a volatility event. We've been talking about everybody is standing at the side of the exits. We've been talking about the VIX trade and the volatility. These people were going to get in trouble, and it was going to cause a problem with the market. And sure enough, what happened this weekend? The market this week, the market was down five percent. And at one time, it it was down twelve percent off the top in some of these markets. So, it just extraordinary amount of volatility. As yes. some days, the, the you saw thirteen hundred point swings. I saw, I think it was Drudge had the market traveled twenty thousand points up and down during the week, which is just extraordinary a credible volatility which has exploded on, on the world. And, and what we have been saying on the show for listeners and, and in our max out saving report, we're saying, look, this low volatility is not normal. We've had the lowest VIX readings on history, which was a volatility index over time. We had the the, the lowest number of the lowest time without a 3% correction we talked about on the show. We, we've we been telling you this is coming up, and sure enough, it happened, and we get an extraordinarily volatile market, Uh, you know, uh. And really, it wasn't, you know, this is not one of the biggest declines in history or anything like that. So, uh, but we're going to discuss some more about that. This is a live show here in Houston, Texas. Uh, so You can give us a call at 713-339-1070. And that's what Oscar did today. Hello, Oscar.
3: Yes, yeah, how, how, how you doing, Ted?
2: Doing well, thank you.
3: Hey, Ted, is this a bargain or or is it fools rush in time on this thing here? What is what is the what is the metric you use? Are we are we still over overpriced in this market, or what, what's, your, what's your thoughts about that? Then I have a second question? Go ahead. Yeah, that,
2: that's a good question. Uh, looking at this market is, I don't think this is over yet. I mean, it, typically you get a retest at best case. Typically, it goes on for a couple of weeks. This type of volatility. Uh, so I don't. I don't think it's a bargain. I think uh, we almost bought some stuff Friday afternoon when it was down like four hundred points. Really didn't buy. So we were going to add a cut co- to a couple positions we had that we felt were were cheap. And really, re- we really have a huge amount of cash right now. And so uh, I didn't see a lot of bargains in this market. Uh, one of the things that always t- typically has helped me find a bottom is, has been you start kind of looking at things and go, wow, that's really cheap, and that's really cheap, and you know I should pick up some of this. There, there's too many stocks that are still way, way up right now that aren't down at all, and and, and this is something we see. I I don't think we're over this this market yet, Oscar. Uh, look, the looking at the the S and P five hundred, that thing touched the two hundred day moving average, and this has gone down we've been talking about this on the show a, a number of weeks, for the number of weeks we've been talking about the chart of 1987. And, 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 we, and this is market has is accelerated at a quicker rate than it did in 87. In 87, when it first went down, it, it went under the 50 and then bounced up. And the second time down, it, it hit the 100 and then bounced up. This time, on on it, it pretty much went from a straight decline to the 100. And, and then the, the S&P actually went down and touched the 200, uh, in one fell swoop, and it took it took in '87. It took the market a month or so to get to that level. So, I I think you got to be careful. I think you probably get some type of rally here, which maybe gives you an op- opportunity to sell some more stuff in here. Uh, but I, I don't think it's over yet. It hey, hey, did. No, it's not over.
3: These, these companies that Ted. Yes. Uh huh. These companies that buy that buy uh, their own stock. And then they are they dumping them so it's a pump and dump deal for these people. Is that what they're doing? No, that, no, 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 no.
2: That... What, what that's a good question. A couple yeah. of them, and I tell you, some of the more volatile ones hadn't reported earnings yet, and, and they're kind of in a quiet period, so they can't ramp up their stock buyback programs that okay. much because they're in front of earnings. They're buying back stock. They're not going to sell stock until they get in trouble, and then they have too much debt, and interest rates rise up, and then they'll they'll start selling the stock that they bought back in at much higher prices probably 50% underneath it for some of these companies
3: and the the other the other thing is the other interesting thing this week is this this business of this pork barrel thing that went through congress and then is that going to be in, hello yeah go ahead is that going to be inflationary and because i I'm be, i've been buying uh, i've been buying tips uh, you know the tip uh, mutual funds i've been cost averaging in yeah because uh, this inflationary, don't you? And don't you think that tips or think uh, you have to, you know, have some sort of a thing on hedge on, on these uh, inflation situations, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, look, Oscar, here's the situation in, mm-hmm. is that if you look at it, we came up with a trillion and a half dollar tax cut. uh here the uh, a couple weeks back uh, t- and actually a restructuring of the tax a tax overhaul not even a tax cut, but a massive tax overhaul and now we just added another 300 billion dollars over 2 years of additional spending to the market well remember the Atlanta GDP number came in at 5.4%. Now maybe that's high but it's been a good indicator for the first quarter. Uh it's good indicator so maybe it's at four four and a half maybe it's five and then uh if wages went up at nearly 2.8 almost three percent level uh with it with the jobs number last week which means we have low unemployment wages are accelerating the economy is accelerating and now we're piling fiscal stimulus on top of it that's going to be inflationary and, and we're approaching the guns and butter thing that we did in the 60s in my opinion and this is going to be more inflationary and oscar we haven't even talked about keep in mind one of the big things out there is infrastructure. Uh, we haven't even brought up the infrastructure program, uh, which we could see some, you know, they, they want to spend a, 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 a trillion dollars on infrastructure. And, and, you know, where's all this money going to come from? And look, I, I, I think we needed more fiscal spending. I think we needed the tax cuts, but we're piling on a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, we fought long and hard to put that sequester in to slow down government spending, and they basically threw that away Uh so, yes, I think you're going to see more inflation.
3: Paul, hey, Ted, Rand Paul is right on this thing. Hey, one more thing. Yeah. So so then, uh, do you think that interest rates will go beyond 3% on a 10-year Treasury? That's a very important level, uh, psychologically. Do you think we're going to go beyond 3% in the next six months or so?
2: Yeah, uh, let me, you know, look at it. I guess the answer is yes. Let me look at a chart and see if I can pull that up uh, in, in, and, and get that. Uh, you know, give me a minute on this computer; it's a little glitchy right okay, now. Okay, I want to hang
3: up. Just uh, go, go ahead, Ted, and uh, thank you for all your information. Okay.
2: Sure thing, Oscar. You uh, hopefully, we'll get this thing up here in a minute. Uh, the yeah, look, I think I think uh, interest rates are going to go up on the on the three year. Uh, matter of fact, I think I have hit the charts right. Uh, look, one of the interesting things about this market. That, that we had this week was the uh see I can pull it up here bear with was the was the 10-year treasury and typically when you see this type of volatility the market fell five percent this week when you see this type of volatility in, in, in the market the first thing you do is if I go look I know uh it's Friday afternoon last week we actually did some selling then but we got out of some stuff ahead of time but I know the market's going down 5% next week. Typically, based on what I look over the last 10 years, I said, look, let's load the boat on treasuries. This market goes down 5%. Everyone's going to come pouring into treasuries. Rates are going to plunge down. It, they're going to be big demand, and we'll make good money there. Well, that's not what happened this time. Remember, we talked about this on the show last week, is is the 10-year the, the ten year this week dropped 0.25, uh, basically 25 basis points to 2.82 from 2.85 percent, which is virtually nothing. So the ten-year rate held up, which means somebody thinks there's inflation coming out there, and, and 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 that means rates are are stronger. Rates have broken out. I think three, three and a quarter is probably some type of decent target, unless the economy just gets really bad. And so this is something we have to see. One of the things that's not well understood. By Wall Street, in in particular by the Federal Reserve, amazingly enough, who's populated by the top economists in the world, is a decline in a stock market does not lead to a recession every time, and if you look at one of the big failures of the federal reserve was in 1999 when we thought remember they had that the the, the remember the y2k in the in the in the all the whole economy in the world was going to grind to a halt and every computer was going to crash and so the fed, the fed says look we've got this they flood the world with money it jacks up the market to peak in 99 2000 explodes higher then it falls apart in and, and so the fed immediately floods the system and greenspan was was chairman of the fed but his his underling Ben Bernanke the world's greatest authority on the depression said you got to flood the world with money otherwise we're going to have a great depression well the economy never went down the market went down but the economy didn't go down The same thing happened in 2008. In 2008, you didn't see a huge collapse in the economy with with the market falling 26% in one day, 23% in one day. You didn't see a failure of the economy, cars didn't quit running, factories didn't shut down, and the economy didn't grind to a halt. Wall Street would like you to believe that because they want the Fed to jump through their hoops and give them more money every time things slow down so they get bailed out and they can put these hyper- sophisticated trading programs and artificial intelligence programs in place so they can print money using these things. And the only danger they ever have is something goes wrong and liquidity drains out of the system. So they want the Fed to rescue Wall Street every time. So they've convinced the Federal Reserve that, whoa, every time the econ- the market goes down, the economy is going to collapse. And and, and and the Fed is like Pavlov's dog, uh, you know, you know, panting and cutting interest rates at the first sign of trouble. And it has gotten us the worst in the last 10 years, the worst recovery of any recovery in the history of the United States. The the only time where we went through a decade that averaged less than two and a half percent in the history of the United States of America. And the one thing you can say it was Barack Obama, but quite frankly, you can sit there and look right at the Federal Reserve and say, hey, you guys were right in the center of this with your central planning going on. and And where did you get us? And so, but things are changing now. Remember, we're, we're making – and this is a big theme of the show – we're making a transition from a financial economy to a real economy with jobs, plant, equipment, raises, bonuses, research and development – new assembly lines. Those are exciting things. Uh, you know, now companies, if they're going to build something, the first thing they don't, they're don't they doing is, hey, why don't we shut down the assembly line here, put a bigger one in China? They're going, whoa, if we do that, Donald Trump is going to come after us and the American people are going to get mad. And, and so what we have in the world is, is is a change. And the Fed has now seen their policies aren't working. Now we're doing more fiscal stimulus fisculus program fiscal fiscal spending fisculus what is a fisculus fiscal spending and that's helping things out but you know the danger is the economy you don't typically use use a lot of fiscal stimulus with 4.1 percent unemployment and if we have growth over four percent it's not a good place to be and the market is sensing that and rates are going up and you've got a bunch of of, of Highly, highly leveraged people trading volatility that blew up this week, and that's what you saw happen. You now, where, where are we going to go from here? We'll talk about that, but if you have any questions or comments, uh, give us a call at 713 339 1070 here at the Max Out Savings Show.
1: If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back.
2: This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up
1: South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics.
4: SCHydraulics.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of the morning show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting edge media company called 512 New Media.
2: Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings, investments, and in your retirement. Uh, we write a lot about the stuff we talk about in the show in our Max Out Savings Report. Another one's coming out this week. Uh, we, 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 we talked about a lot of the things, our outlook for the year uh, in the market. over the, in the, We've been doing this for a while. Talk about savings, how to save, how to build up wealth, uh, common 401k mistakes. A lot of exciting things are in the, in the, in the Max Out Savings Report Uh if you're not on the free list, go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. We've been warning you about this This market was going to ha- see something like this for for months now, and you know we just couldn't figure out exactly when it was going to happen. But yeah, if you want to get ahead of things, be, get on the Max out Savings Report list. I put a lot of stuff in there to help you out. Just go to maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com, and we'll get you set up. Tell you what, let's take a call from Stephen. Hello, Stephen.
3: Good morning. I hope you didn't have to put on your floaties to get to work today.
2: Uh, It was close. It was a lot of rain out there last
3: night. Yeah, we're in Clear Lake, and I've had over two inches since last night already. Uh, Last week, I called and asked about the QCD, the Qualified Charitable Distribution, and you said you were going to do some checking to see if there had been any changes to it based on the new tax
2: laws. Yeah, you know, let me check. I I didn't see anything on that. You know, I've just this market was so volatile this week. We just Really, we're concentrating on it. Uh, let me do some checking on that. I don't think there is, Stephen, uh, but let me make a note there, and uh, if I don't get it to you later in the show, I'll get it for sure next week. Or, oh. or you could drop me an email at tedted T-E-D, at com, and I'll get you an answer on that.
3: Oh, okay. Well, I'll do that as a backup, Okay.
2: So yeah, sorry about that. It's just been a zoo this week and uh,
3: Well, I tell you what. I am so disappointed that you didn't give this the highest priority uh, based <laughs> on this market, you know. Fooi Good enough. Thanks. Talk to you later.
2: Hey, thanks for the call, Stephen. Okay, bye. Uh, the uh so uh you know, what what do we see it it's interesting looking at, at the market here uh the market pretty much once it broke down in technical indicators it's you know be maybe it was the 20 day uh, on the on the on the uh the dow or the s&p uh it really just kind of fell apart and this is something we've been talking about that we said everybody's watching exactly the same numbers and uh they all were and uh sure enough when it started going down Everybody headed for the door at once, and there was no buyers. And so uh, this is we, – we were way up there. You know, I, I even ran some numbers uh, on the uh, – looked at the – looking at the at the different things and comparing it to 87. But really, it just exploded downward. And I think even in 87, people were not paying as much of attention to technicals. There just wasn't as much con- – driven activity. And that's why you're almost seeing an acceleration of, of a lot of these different things in the markets. Uh, I, I think this is a transition. I, I, I really think that long term, this is a transition in the market uh, away from quantitative easing, indexing, making money to active stock picking to real economy, real earnings, uh, plant and equipment, more corporate spending, which means more volatility in earnings, more weight ra- raises, commodities, those type of things. Uh, I-, I think you're making a huge shift in the economy, and that's what we're seeing. And one of the great things about the about the about the last 10 years was the Fed was able to by taking interest rates low and jacking up asset prices, it let the government keep, in particular the Democrats keep taxes high in put in massive regulation on the economy, and it didn't make any difference as long as you were kiting up asset prices. No one could tell there was any downside. And, and, and now we're deregulating, but we're pulling away the quantitative easing that put the Fed, the Fed put in place, and that's causing a drop in the market. But the good thing, it's going to be jobs. It's going to be New factories, and it's going to be more growth for the United States. It's not as good for China, but, you know, they're not our friend. They're a competitor, and they've been made it really clear, and they're a as good a competitor out there. These people play to win, and the United States has been a patsy, and so things are changing. Ted, let's take a call from Charles. Hello, Charles.
5: Oh, Good morning, Ted. Uh I had a question and it had to really do with the uh uh the, the the tax reduction that was passed recently. Yes. Uh looking at uh well as an individual I looked at my own current paycheck stub this week uh comparing to the previous uh month or whatever and noticed uh, the, or a reduction in the federal withholding. My question is is how does one plan moving forward for the year? Uh, as to know what, how do you make your adjustments on the withholding? Because, as I see it, most people are probably not going to know. And I would, I would expect that possibly, when it comes time next year to file the, your income tax, there are going to be a lot of people that are going to be getting a lot of money back because they haven't been able to make their adjustments. Uh, so it's not clear really That's a good how Charles. How, how does one make that adjustment? You know, moving forward. I, I've noticed a significant ad- adjustment in the in the withholding. Well, but...
2: for, for your company, it's pretty easy for them because their tax accountants will will run the numbers and say we need to do this. For individuals, it's much tougher. And, and so, what you got to probably have to do is take a, a hard look at your return and probably talk to your CPA to get an idea. I mean, we I was on the phone with our CPA yesterday. Uh, we're looking at maybe selling a piece of property, trying to figure out what type of, uh, you know, what are the real tax ramifications for that, and, and you know, the, and sometimes they're more severe than you think or less severe, uh, de- depending on the situation, and and, and so, uh, but I th- I think the answer is you're gonna have to talk to your accountant or take a hard look at your taxes, and if and if you, look, if you've got to do it yourself, Charles. What you do is you take a look at the brackets from 2017 and 2018, and that'll give you a reasonably good number. But then you've got to also look at your adjustments and look at the caps on on, on deductibility for, for uh, uh, state and local taxes as well. Uh, that's been one of the bigger changes out there on, on that. And, and so that should give you an idea, but probably talk to the
3: accountant
5: right because i i just i can just see a lot of people next year uh getting a large refund because they've you know you know dramatically overpaid and maybe have not taken into consideration that and because uh, I, you know, people just got too busy. And well, yeah. I,
2: I was talking to someone, a uh, relative up in in Seattle, and they're in, up in arms because their taxes are going up up there because they're losing a lot of the deductibility for interest on their homes, and the taxes up there are much higher in state and local. And so they 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 got limited, and that's gonna they think is going to cost them more money. I'm not sure she's correct on that, but uh, yeah, it, it's. I mean, this is a big tax cut, it, it, and and by the way, this is one of the reasons why. The stimulus in, in, in the infrastructure probably aren't the best idea right at this time until we get an idea really what's going on with this economy
5: uh, what your, what's your outlook real quick on gold and uh, also oil
2: uh, you know right uh, I think gold and silver longer term are going up. I think commodities are, are going are, are beginning a longer term trend of going up. And and I, I think this money that is flying around at the top of the world, uh, you know, circling the planet is gonna start cascading and raining down into the real economy now. Uh and, and uh because because it, it, it cannot it can no longer get really good returns safely piled in the stock and bond market so it's got to look for other other avenues and the other avenues are going to be plant equipment growth jobs things like that Uh, gold is going to be i think a winner Uh, people are are, are selling off gold because rates are going up it's negative for gold but people forget inflation has always been good for gold and that's when it tends to work Uh, cryptocurrencies has been somewhat discredited and that was taking a lot of demand away from gold and now that's starting to come back in i like gold i like silver here oil is a tougher one i i tell you what they just blasted the oils this week i think oil's still one of the better ones plays out there as long we need oil to hold above $55 i haven't looked at a chart on it but somewhere in there give or take a buck or, or so uh as long as it's in there i think these companies can reasonably earn money and and are, aren't going to be are going to be good places to be uh, but in, in an economy that that's accelerating, and if we are getting the global growth, then it's a positive.
5: Yeah, and and, and uh, natural natural gas seems to still continue to drop. I, I'm just wondering: is there a, do you see a bottom in sight yet, or
2: uh, for nat- look? Here's the problem with natural gas: there's too much natural gas out there. Uh, There's massive amounts of natural gas in the Utica and the Marcellus up on the East Coast. There's massive natural gas in in the Permian. There's massive natural gas everywhere. Huge, huge. And so, uh, you know, uh, 15% of the country I can probably drill and do a frack job, a horizontal, think about that, and get natural gas. And so I I, I think natural gas, the winners are going to be the low-cost producers.
5: Right, right. I think it's probably gonna put a damper on a lot of this exporting of the gas too. it seems like some of those some of those projects and you know, all might might get shoved aside or something. Well, uh,
2: Charles, keep in mind we had a heck of a cold winter so far and gas prices in a normal year would be five four five dollars, maybe six and it's right. just not happening.
5: Right, right. Okay, thanks for the insight, Dave. But oil's
2: much better. Thanks, Charles. Uh-huh. If you got a question or comment, you can give us a call at seven one three 339-1070 That's 713 339-1070 this is a live show here in Houston, Texas talking about savings investments and your your market and uh the uh the uh so anyway uh, very volatile week in the market uh, some of the numbers in the week uh you probably heard some of them but uh, uh the Dow the S&P was down 5% it was down almost 12% at one time it rallied back up the uh, the i uh, I'm sorry, down about eight or nine percent. It rallied back up. At one time, it was as low as uh, almost twelve percent off the very top correction. But but uh, we're down about eight point nine percent off the top. Uh, I, Dow about five five percent. Uh, uh, the you know a lot of these things have 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 corrected pretty hard off the top. If you look in the Dow and the S and P, they're down about two percent year to date and so we're down a uh and so we've had a, a substantial correction but we're only down 2% year to date and that's after a big run coming into the fall and so you know i i don't think this is over with yet uh it was fascinating to see some of these vix products completely blow up and 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 what this was to, i get i get a lot of questions on this and and what the vix the vix is a volatility ind, indicator on wall street and a lot of people were hedging their positions using the VIX. Well, the people on the other side of the trade were just writing; they were they were just selling insurance on that the VIX would never go up, and it was like free money. And because we've gone through probably five years or more. Of declining VIX, and it was hitting the lowest point in history. So the volatility was just draining out of the market. It was a really good market. The stock corporations were buying back stock hand over fist. The market was going up every day. The public was starting to get into it. The minute, the minute there was a decline or something, the Federal Reserve would rush in and say some positive things about they were about to cut rates or quantitative easing, and it would go up again. So these VIX sellers, they had no risk. It, and 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 now a lot of these people have given up all the the gains they've made over the last four or five years in, in the market uh and and they've blown up a lot of them have been wiped out there's been billions of dollars and then you had another group of people they were called risk parity programs, which they owned stocks, bonds, and they had these computers that's, look, if the market goes down 3%, the bonds would go up this percentage, whereas if the bonds go down because the economy, then the market, the stocks would go up. And so they were balancing, they had these different trades, they were manipulating stocks and bonds to always make a little money on the way up with, with, with the idea they had no risk because if stocks went down, the bonds would go up. Well, this time, this, the stocks went down and the bonds went down too because the yields went up. So everything went down at the same time. So their their cute little computerized trading programs that they were using, logarithms that were uh, setting this up all up, uh, what, what that came in at, those things started blowing up. Well, then you have to shut the programs down. And, and once they did that, there was, there was no liquidity, which resulted in massive selling of the market. In, in the end of the week, investors dumped about $30 billion worth of ETFs as they, they really started to panic. But it's really remarkable to see as the market started dec- declining last week, interest rates accelerated from about 2 point, 2.65 to 2.85 as the the, mark, the economy, the stocks were going down, which means bonds were going down at the same time. And that's what triggered the route on Wall Street. Now we got to wait and see, see what's going to happen here. Uh, and it it should be interesting the let's see here looking out there uh, again over since two thousand nine, we basically have been in deflation and and now we're starting to move to inflation so this is a, what I want you to understand is this is a trend change it's a big change, and it's probably not over this decline i I think it's going lower. I think you have to be cautious. we've raised cash. Since so 2009 to 2017, every single time there was a problem, the central banks would come in and bail out the economy. This is why we've, we've really gone after the Federal Reserve because we really felt like they were engaged in central planning. It was sort of the, – the, the Federal Reserve was kind of like the Soviet Union – where you know with the Soviet Union they were making refrigerators, and so they direct them to make all these refrigerators, and then this town of five thousand or ten thousand people suddenly get twenty thousand refrigerators delivered it 's just central planning doesn 't work and but it, it What it does do, if you're a central planner at the Federal Reserve, it allows you to make huge change in the economy. It allows you to put massive taxes on and regulate the economy, increase regulation in the banking sector, in the environmental sector, in the oil and gas sector. It allows you to take over the the economy with Obamacare. And nobody says anything. Well, you know, people's Obamacare, it was going up. 10, 15, 20 percent a year, What the one of the biggest, probably the first or second biggest expense for a lot of people was health care. Their costs were skyrocketing. But you would know it because every single time it slowed down a little bit, the Fed punched more money in, ran the stock market up, and everyone congratulated themselves on how well the economy was doing. It was fantastic, okay? Except for one thing, the middle class was getting killed in the United States. The working people were working two jobs to try to stay ahead while these clowns up on the elitist in Washington, D.C., in New York City were making a fortune off of this. And it kept going and kept going and kept going up until all of a sudden came the, the election in 2016. And what happened? It was just like in 1831 where the Mexican army comes trotting up to the Guadalupe River. I think it was Guadalupe River. And there are the, the Texans in Gonzales across the river. And they're like, give us their cannon. Give, give surrender that can like come and take it and that's what the american people did they elected donald trump who wasn't the greatest guy to elect in the world but you know they knew that guy would fight for them and the american people said you want this country you know if you people in davos and china and up uh, this elite class in the new world order you want the united states come and take it we're going to put our guy donald trump in there and he's going to fight for us and see what happens but that's leading to big changes here and that's what you're seeing happening now and, and, and you're seeing kind of exciting things. You're seeing wages are going up. You're seeing the economy is starting to grow, but it's not the market. What I want you to understand is the market, the stock market, is not the economy. It's the real economy, which is jobs, plant, equipment, research and development. Uh, those are the exciting things, and we're making a shift. More, similar to to the 1960s, you're going to see inflation over the long term. We're trying to position the portfolios for that. So, and this is why you're seeing interest rates go up. They're starting to detect the potential for inflation. So uh, we'll talk some more about that. But uh, if you've got any comments, this is a live show as always, 713-339-1070, coming up on the last segment of the Max Out Saving Show.
1: The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money.
4: And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512NewMedia.com. And
1: now, more of the Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioca.
2: Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. We're talking savings, investments, and your saving, your retirement. Uh. Our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. We do that at Max Out Savings Advisors. We're value investors in the stock and bond market. So if you need some help, uh, go to maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com. And uh, you can give us, uh, you can uh, request an appointment. I'll sit down with you and go over your financial situation, see how you're set for retirement, if you can retire, and uh, you know, kind of come up with a plan for you. Uh, I'd like to help you out. And, uh, you know, we've been pretty busy. We had a lot of people coming in, but uh, we'll, we'll get you in there. So if you need some help, maxoutsavings.com. But at a minimum, go to the website, sign up for the free Maxout Savings Report. It's free. We have thousands of people on the list. I write this stuff to try to help people out, help people build up wealth, help people save money. We put our outlooks in there. We've been talking about what was going to happen in this market for months now about a volatility problem. And sure enough, here it is. Uh, then we're going to be writing about where what you know what we see for the future so uh get get the free report we're not going to call you we're not going to bother you uh we respect your your privacy and uh just go to the website maxoutsavings.com the uh, you know very volatile market is it over wow you know the market rallied up about 500 600 points off the bottom friday afternoon into the close you know one of those miracle rallies i think a lot of people maybe didn't want to be short over the weekend and, uh, you know, I don't think anybody wanted the market plunging down underneath the 200-day moving average uh, to have to open it Monday morning. And and so, you know, look, there's been a lot of selling. There's some values. You're going to see some people come in. I think you've got to be careful. I think the world has changed, as we've been trying to explain on the show here today. Uh, you're going to see much more volatility. We just have gone through the last six months to appear with the lowest volatility in history. We saw some of the most overbought readings in history. The market went. We've been taught. We we're talking on the show for a number of weeks. The market is going parabolic. When it ends, it's going to end badly. They always do. And sure enough, uh, we with the longest period of time without a three percent correction. The longest, one of the longest periods of time without a five percent correction in history. I was talking to someone, and the comment they made was, "Look, based on so and so, the market never goes down in February. It won't go down until April." And, and and i kind of understood what they're saying and it got some good points but one thing you have to understand there's never there's probably been two three markets like this in the history of the united states and, they, and those, these those type of markets are completely unpredictable and like any, unlike anything else out there and that's where we're in right now and i don't i don't think this is over by a long shot i think you have to have some type of risk plan in place we've put it in place for our clients and and I think you've got to protect your assets that you've built up over time. I mean, the last time we had a, a problem was 2008. The market went down 57 percent, and uh, it was a disaster. Uh, the the Fed had to step in and with it was trillions, trillions and trillions. People don't understand how much money the Fed really put in. They've not looked at the dollar swap programs that they put into the Europeans. I think everybody would be shocked at the sheer amount of money that they put in. Uh, and by the way, if... If six months before that happened, anybody would have said the Fed would have done that. Every every prominent economist in the world would have said that's impossible, but they did it in order to save the financial system. Now, we predicted that in, in 07, a year before it happened, we predicted the investment banks were going to fail. We said it on the show. It was extremely controversial at the time, and uh, almost nobody was saying that. And uh, And we explained it had to do with their balance sheets, and the balance sheets would destabilize. A couple thoughts here. This isn't 2008. The banks are in much better shape. The Federal Reserve and the government is all over them to increase their their work, their uh, their balance sheets, to increase their loan loss reserves, and to, and to do a lot better risk management of their portfolios. As a matter of fact, what we own the banks. One of the reasons is because a lot of them get to start paying dividends because the Fed wouldn't even allow these companies to pay dividends. So, So this is somewhat... Uh, the financial system is in better shape. What what is not in as good a shape is corporate America, which has levered up billions and hundreds of billions of dollars worth of debt to buy back stock, so they could boost up the stock price, so they could hit their bonuses. Uh, with the government, uh, we have a lot more debt. Corporate America has basically their debt their their. Uh, their interest payments as percentages are lower, are about the same as they were in 07, 08. But the problem is interest rates are probably half of what they were back then, which means their debt is too much higher. Once these rates are starting to go up and they're going up, look what happened to the, the, you know, the fall apart of the high-yield market. Once those rates start going up, it's going to hit their, their earnings. Once they have to start paying bonuses, it's going to hit their earnings. Once they're going to have to start paying raises – it's going to hit the, hit their bonuses, what their their earnings. Once they have to start putting new plant and equipment and can't put in, you know, have some Chinese company put a factory in for them and run things, it's going to hit, it's going to slow their earnings growth down. Now, the flip side of that is deregulation and tax cuts, huge tax cutter are helping them out in the United States. So it's a better place to be. So we're seeing this shift. So no, it's not 2008. But is it 1999 or or 1987? Yeah, I mean, I I think you you've got to take a look at that because we're making a, a fundamental shift. Uh, the you know I I think in many ways this is similar to '83 where they where they redid the tax the, the the massive tax overhaul and it really hurt real estate tremendously. And I think the same thing could be said for final as, financial assets this time instead. Uh, it, it wasn't as negative for real estate as it is for some financial assets, and so so. Well, again we're making that transition and so it's not 2008 because we have a much stronger financial system our corporations have much more debt so that's that's the concern i think we're seeing this shift to commodities we we we've been positioning for for commodities in here i think that's going to be i think it's going to be more value the value guys like ourselves it's not been the greatest place to be for the last couple of years because everybody's indexing riding the wave of the of the parabolic move up in the market that's over so now you need people that can figure out ways to make money, and value guys are much better at it. Uh, I, I think de- deregulation and I think tax cuts are very positive for corporate America, so it's going to stabilize things. And, and I think we're going to plant an equipment from stocks and asset prices in financial trading on Wall Street. And so companies, the, finan- for the cyclical companies that do things should benefit and so but you want companies with lower levels of debt so these are some things we're in a big transition right now uh from the financial economy to the real economy which is one of our big things by the way coming up this is the last segment of the show if you want to get a question in here real quickly 713-339-1070 that's 713-339-1070 we'll get your questions answered Uh we had a, we've had a couple questions on the dollar uh we sort we thought the dollar was going to go up in uh and, and it really it 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 it's dropped off year to one of our big themes was the dollar was going to go up uh in 2018 and it really kind of dropped off instead uh but i think it's starting to stabilize and i think you're going to see it start to go up uh o- over time i i i i do think the uh, the Europeans this week claimed that the United States was rigging their currency to make it too cheap. And, and, and there's a lot of pressure to get the dollar up. And I think you're going to see that. And I think now that the money is being repatriated, that's going to start with the new tax bill. You're going to see the dollar go up. So this is something I think we want to take a look at, stronger dollar. By the way, let's take a quick call from Jim. Hello, Jim.
6: Hi, Ted. Thanks for taking my call. I enjoy your show. Thank you. Um I am sitting on a lot of cash right now uh, just to make the numbers easy. I have a one million dollar portfolio and I've got about three hundred thousand in spy and uh, Dow Jones funds, okay okay I have zero bonds and uh I think about buying bonds, but bonds go down too, and I understand interest rates are going up, and I wonder if now is a good time to buy some bonds, and do I need some bonds, or is the total value going to go down? If I put 200000 in bonds... And they start going down to you know 190, that kind of stuff. Is that going to happen, or am I just going to get a lower return on bonds, but it'll still be positive when interest rates go up?
2: Well, if you hold the bonds to maturity, you don't lose any money. But I'm talking
6: about I'm talking about bond funds now. Yeah,
2: bond funds. You know, I tell you what. A a couple things. I would keep the bond funds short term. Right now, you can get a pretty good yield on the two year treasury, uh, around two percent now, And, and so that's not a bad place to be. Shorter term bonds for now. Uh, if rates go maybe to three, three and a quarter, maybe move out a little to the mid level a little bit to pick up some more yield there, but not, but you want to keep your bonds shorter term. I would have some shorter term bonds, uh. Remember, two years ago, we got zero on our money market funds, uh, you know, a quarter percent to a half a percent on our CDs and stuff. Now we're getting much better returns going out two and three years. So you can start putting some money out there, picking up a little bit of return over time. And those type of of, of, of investments are always
6: extremely liquid. So you would say short-term bond funds? Yes, Okay, is there any particular names I should look at? Some of Vanguard stuff is pretty cheap. Yeah, there. the it's Vanguard, like you
2: know, they, I, I haven't looked at the exact Vanguard, uh, low duration, uh, PIMCO low duration. Uh, the, okay. The, the, when they say low duration, uh, unconstrained, I like the PIM. we like PIMCO unconstrained. We have that for our clients. Uh, okay, uh, Jim. You know you can go talk to your uh, your broker, your advisor. get pick up some oh, short term treasuries. I don't have treasuries.
6: anybody like that. I do it all myself.
2: Okay. Well, well, you can just go to if you use TD Ameritrade, who we use, or whoever. Th- they have yeah. a trading desk, and, and they they can get you some two year treasuries, which are pretty good too.
6: Okay. Yeah, I do my investing through Fidelity, so I guess I could call them. But uh, I would like to buy a couple hundred thousand dollars of short-term bond funds. But I, when they talk about the rising interest rates and bonds going down, that kind of scares me. I mean, what's the point if you're going to buy something that you know it's going to go down?
2: Well, that, that's it. Before – here was the problem. Before, when you're getting virtually zero, any time the rates got up, you were getting hurt. If you're getting a two, a low duration, a two- or three-year duration fund – you're getting they're, they're getting two, three percent a year. So even if it goes up some, you're still going to be making some money on that because you're on the short end of the curve. Uh, OK, I, I like the two year sector in particular. And I, I would take a look at some treasuries in some short term treasuries in here. Okay. That sounds like good advice, Ted. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, Jim. Good call. Uh, like I said, short-term, uh, you want to keep your bond ladder. Some people we use sometimes would use bond ladders. Very short-term on bonds right now. Rates are going up. If you get over three, three and a quarter, you can pick up some longer-term, maybe for a trade. But we have to kind of see how things are going. But the good thing is, whereas a year ago we were getting virtually nothing, now you know it was literally – percent in money funds now they're starting to yield one to one one and a half percent or more in in longer term uh bonds you can get two year bonds maybe two 1.8 to 2.5 in that area and you just hold it for two years and collect your money and then see see where things go uh the, and you want to sort of leg into things slowly in this market. Uh, I, I think volatility has now returned. If you don't hear anything else in the show today, volatility has now returned to the stock and bond markets. And it's been dampened for a decade, and it's starting to change. So it's it's going to be interesting. I think you want to be cautious. I, look, look for some type of rally, probably next week, and then I think it's going to go lower and break underneath it. Uh, you know, I, I think this has got a ways to go. and And I think you really have to be cautious in here overall. Uh, if you're, if you're not on the, the 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 max out savings report we write a lot about this in the report go to our website maxoutsavings.com you can also drop me if you have a question or comment or concern drop me an email at ted t e d at maxoutsavings.com we'll try to get your questions answered it's ted t e d at maxoutsavings.com and or go to our website and sign up for our free report uh it's maxoutsavings.com savings. Dot com And we'll put you on the free report. If you need help with your retirement, if, you need, uh, if you're need, if you concerned about the markets and don't know what to do, you don't have a risk plan in place, come talk to us at Max Out Savings Advisors. We're value investors in the market, and uh, we, we, I'll be happy to sit down, take a look at your situation, see how you're set for retirement, and show you how we manage money uh, using our process. Uh, I'll be happy to help you, uh, but at minimum, go to sign up for that free newsletter. Well, I hope everyone has a, a good weekend. And remember our motto and our philosophy: it's it's uh, oh, it's 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 to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term: save aggressively, invest conservatively. Understand volatility has back in the market, and you better have a risk plan in place because this is going to get very. There's still a lot of people trapped in this market, and they have to get out. Hope everyone has a great weekend. We'll see you next week again right here on the Max Out Saving Show.